What's good, community? Welcome to the Sex Kiki Podcast, the podcast about all things sex, life, and the queer experience. From me, your host, Corey, better known as Goddess Coco Meow, dotting and bopping between ATL and Chicago. My pronouns are she, they, that bitch, and goddess, heavy on the that bitch. <laughs> I'm a pleasure activist, y'all. Kinky feline, dom, and solo poly seductress who loves to play with her prey. On this podcast, I share excerpts from my sex journal and kiki down with rotating co-hosts and special guests periodically. And if your ass is looking for something short and sweet, be sure to tap into the quick key episodes. Hey. Solomon Abrams is a Chicago-based Afro-erotic photo expressionist and self-proclaimed sensual nautologist. Mr. Abrams wrote Bondage Journey started in 2012. He has since went on to be one of the Black Rope community's pillar. As an educator and performer, Mr. Abrams travels the country sharing his talents with other Black kinky people. He's a multidisciplinary service top and dominant for hire whose skills include rope bondage, impact, fire, wax, and knife play. And he also offers sound treatments, erotic hypnosis, and rough body play. He's currently implementing sound therapy and tantric energy into his work for a synergetic experience. I'm so excited um, that we could finally have this conversation. I want to welcome you to the Sex Kiki podcast. This is take two because last time we had some audio difficulties, but we back at it again. We are not defeated. Right. Um, <laughs> so welcome. Um, how are you feeling this today? I'm feeling good. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in good spirits. I'm feeling real good. How Chicago been in the weather and the, been just the energy? Nice. It's been. It, it hasn't been bad at all. It's been nice. It's been pleasant for the for the season, and so mm-hmm. you know, getting out, getting a chance to still um, make the most of moving around before it gets too cold. That's um, real. That's real. So we just gonna jump right in, um, and I want to start by asking you. What inspired you to be an active member in the kink community? Because um, I know that inspiration, of course, you're a rigor. I mean, you do a lot of different things, but like, what, where did that inspiration come from? So the, um, it's funny that you asked me that because when I started, I didn't, I'm kind of in one of those situations where I didn't know I was getting in the kink community. I just thought I was learning, was immersing myself in the culture just to learn it and not come off as a fake, that my art can come off as a fake. But the more I learned to um, the more I learned and and experienced the community, the further and further along I was welcoming to it. And so that's kind of what got me into the community, just really trying to have my art be received in an authentic way. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, like I was like, you know what? I'm going to join this community and be an active part of the community. I was just saying, okay, I don't want to be a fraud and a fake with the art I create. And... Mm-hmm. Hey, I got to learn some shit, get out, meet some people and find out what learn the little nuances of different things. And so that's kind of how I got started and being active in the community. That's awesome. I like that you were, you know, wanting to be genuine and authentic. Do you remember your first event or what that introduction looks like where you were at? Um, ooh, wait, my first event. 
so the first time I went to a dungeon was GD2 here in Chicago. And then, mm -hmm. my, then I went to Ropecraft first. I went to Ropecraft. That was my first like real live like kind of kink event. And then and then I went to a weekend reunion. No, no, no. Okay. That's happened the other way around. I went to mm -hmm. Unity, my very first Unity Munch in Baltimore was my very first kink event. I hadn't heard, I didn't know anything about anything. I just been studying rope and rope bondage and just learning the culture that way. And then I went out to Unity Munch in Baltimore, then rope craft and then then um weekend reunion. Oh, that's cool. And so obviously it's piqued your interest enough for you to be like, wow, you've really created your, your own wave and be really well known and you have your own aesthetic. And I feel like you've been really good at marketing yourself and just consistent online. So I'm like, you know, that seems like a snowball effect to like what has bloomed is to be Solomon Abrams. So thank you for that. Um, on your Twitter, you mentioned being a, a, a slut with gentleman tendencies. Can you like expand upon that? So, um, <laughs> so I think that there's like a, um, there's like this wave of, of belief that you are like to be slutty and to be slutted out is just like, Hey, you, you accept all this nastiness from people or you administer all this nastiness from people. And then that's that, but it's, there's still a culture and there still should be some sort of manners to this shit. Right. So if, if, uh, um, let's say I'm having sex with a person and I come all over their face. Why not go get them a wet towel and, you know, and compliment them. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't take anything from me that after some amazing sex, they go get some water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The courtesy, yeah. the care, the aftercare. I, I don't think, I, I don't think people consider that enough. Well, they consider it from a place of you defeated me in sex or how about this? I did, we performed this sex so well that you squirted all over the place and now the bed is so, but we're not going to go find another bed. We're going to sleep in this one. Let's get a blanket for that. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nice things after this situation. Hey, that was really nice that you held my motherfucking legs while I was shivering, you know, and quick and quaking and all those things. And call a person the next day and say, how you doing? You was dehydrated. Mm -hmm last night i just want to check on you so i think that's me you know having some sort of gentleman tendency still i'm still a man i'm still a person i still have some what i believe manners and some grace and i don't see a problem with that and it's yeah i think that's that's the difference between like vanilla energy and culture versus kink culture like the intention between around you know negotiation, aftercare, um, understanding people's needs. Cause I feel like there's still this normative culture, like normies, you know, people call normies that want to just like, uh, like fuck this bitch or like the degradation is not even with intention. So that even is even weird. Uh, and like, it becomes to be like, oh, you're trying to humiliate me in a non-consensual, very um, harmful, like it's not, it's harm reduction isn't centered in that type uh, of energy. And is very about like, let me conquer in a way that's just, I don't know, to me not cute, I don't like it. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just think about it as like this, like vanilla culture versus king culture and king culture, we do a lot of things intentionally that vanilla folks are doing or interested in, but sometimes they don't, they don't, they haven't invested in learning or cultivating a skill around it. Right. Or even, I think along with that, they haven't kind of um, become comfortable with the fact that they like these things that are, on the fringes of society, not 
what they what people consider norm. It's okay to like these things. You don't have to like them, but make an excuse for it. If you like to be choked, have somebody do it. Okay, mm -hmm. learn about it. Accept that. Accept that that's what you like. If you like um, golden showers and those things, accept it. And then be comfortable. The more you come with yourself, you can be comfortable with these other things. And I think that's where, and that's the part where I can say something like um, degradation or humiliation. They not, they're not comfortable with themselves. So they're trying to demean the person that they're with or um, have this person demean them in a way that's not comfortable for anyone. Instead of just saying, right. I enjoy this. This, this. this is something that is a part of me and I like it, I embrace it. And so I, like I say, along with that, not educate themselves they're just not comfortable. They don't even want to be comfortable with themselves. So it's like, hey, man, it's not it's not my fault that you don't that you're not comfortable with yourself. You know? Yeah. It's a process that everyone has to, like, be willing to go through the shadow side. All of that. It's a, it also plays in, like, the kink dynamic. Um, what is there any like resources or things that have helped you with, like, cultivating your gentleman tendencies or cultivating the gentleman essence in your kink play? Um. As far as resources, just having Kurt being courteous and having manners. So we all, there's no like, this is a book of gentleman dom tendencies. No, it's just mm -hmm. having some and figuring out what is needed, the proper things that are needed in this moment. But mm -hmm. it's having some, you know, culture, uh, societal graces and some cultural graces, and then just different life experiences and saying that this is the right thing to do right now, you know? And so they, mm -hmm. I would say no. And then, but just being around people and understanding that. And being open to learning because. Yeah, definitely being open to learning. Yeah. Cause I'm like a lot of, I think the, the disconnect in vanilla world can be like folks in their, their like unhealthy ego, the unhealthy side of their ego and like don't want to learn and, you know, and boastful about not wanting to learn, which is to me really weird. But I think like, I think it's, it comes with like a gentleman tendencies comes with a level of maturity and okay. cultivation and like openness and self-awareness that allows that to be implemented and activated in you know with other people right um and so I just want to like commend you on that because honestly you know people talk about toxic masculinity all the time and like I feel like you know femininity can be toxic you know any any energy androgyny whoever you are however you identify there's a level of toxicity that we all can embody and so for me, I think like the gentleman tendencies and like you always are dressed nice, you always have a tie or whatever too, that right. just gives it a good vibe. And it makes people comfortable. Like it, it's all a, a part of the experience. The Solomon okay. Abrams experience. That's what I feel like. <laughs> I, um, so it's funny to hear these things from outside sources to in a, in a way that is, um, that feeds me because I don't hear them a lot. And, and, and I, there are times where I feel like what I'm doing isn't being received well or at all. And then there are other times where I see people who are starting to pick up on it. And say, like, I see um, other men or, or male presenting people who are picking up on it. And even and some of the women and female presenting people, women presenting who are really more mindful of like their social graces and how they, how they present themselves. And it's like, do I say that I kind of started that or do I just let it be? And most of the time I just, there's like 80% of the time I let it be. And there's those other 20% of the times it's more like a, a personal toxic um, ego. Mm -hmm. little, <laughs> my, with myself, like, but, but thank you for that. That means a lot. No problem. I, I mean, I think we all have that ego. Um, 
I mean, I'm trying to just have like a more healthier relationship with the ego because I feel like it, it serves a purpose, but like anything can be used um, in a in a way that is dehumanizing or, you know, abusing, a, you know, power. So I try to be mindful of that. But, you know, it's a practice. Right. You get- Having a relationship with a healthy relationship with your ego is a practice. So you have to like... <laughs> be learning and like you know opening opening that heart center and like being a hermit sometimes to reflect and doing whatever you need to do and I think like to me what like aroused me about the kink world was the ritual around it and like the intentional healing that can be invoked um in the practice and like like dealing with things head on as a ram I'm just like always you know kind of like just want to deal with things directly and so I like you know the um negotiation and um setting boundaries and the aftercare and like all those intentions that way the impact you know is thinking about harm reduction at all times to me that's the beauty of course we humans there's errors there's miscommunications there's triggers there's all that but I think that um the beauty is that folks are intentionally like you know we pleasure even if pain is your pleasure, whatever your pleasure is, like how can we, how can we get, how can we feel our best? Right. And how can we do this safely? And and I and I, yeah, I was going to piggyback and I'm like, no, that doesn't need to be added to. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I realized too that like, me, I I, sorry, my cat making noises. Um, I realize that I can't date vanilla adjacent people or like be in close proximity not Mm -hmm. because of a hierarchy or something it's just because the lack of intention around Mm -hmm. because I'm like 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 sex is just BDSM kink all that is just like my lifestyle so if I I just don't meet many vanilla folk particularly men right um cis black men that are that have a healthy connection with these types of things or willing to like relearn things. It's like very ego. It's like, cause it's the sex realm, but like a lot of the times they Kundalini be weak. It's like, there's no cultivation. There's no energy. There's no, you know, there's no substance. It's just very much so like a regurgitation of like normie culture. And I just like, yeah, I try, I've tried. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be that person that's like, but it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm like that. Um, like you said, I don't want to be around normies. I, it's for me, dating is really difficult um, in the sense that there are a lot of women who just, they have some old, some different ways than I want that I've grown from them. And it's like you said, it's not a hierarchy thing. It's not even a thing that I'm better than. It's just that I no longer do that. And mm-hmm. I have it. I have a different understanding. I, I enjoy things better with mates who have an understanding that that kind of fits what I'm saying. And mm. like, I'm not knocking if you're if you are a um, monogamous person who isn't into kink. I don't knock that. I'm all for you to make that choice on your own. However, if we're going if you want to, if we're going to date, we have to kind of meet in the middle. And I find that they're not as willing to meet in the middle on the right things, <laughs> on the things that I feel that can be mutually beneficial and mutually for us both. Like period. Hey, okay, you don't want me to tie you up. 
fine. However, we should still have healthy communications about the things that you do want without you, mm-hmm. without um, not, um, without, without you not wanting to be responsible or accountable for the things that you have to fix on your end. Because I'm, I'm going to make the adjustment on my end for the things that will be beneficial for you and mutually good for me. If I, you know, okay, you don't like, you don't like me to lay rope around. Okay, I'll put the rope away. And I'm still going to, let's do the things, let's have a communication. And I think yeah. the biggest issues for me when I relate to people who are outside of the community, that they don't, that when you say communication, for them, it's a one-sided, they say something to you, and then you're supposed to respond in all of the ways that they want you to, overlooking all of the things that, all of their negative traits, all of their stubbornness, all of their, hey, misguided ways, and it's like, hey, listen, I'm not, this isn't even kinky. However, I think you should explore this about this. Like, okay, mm. those things. And it just so happens that those people are usually not into kinky. It's rarely. Yeah, because it's 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 because we like, I feel like kinky folks utilize kink and our interests of, around pleasure to understand our, ourselves deeper on a deeper level. And I feel like <laughs> me, I, I feel like, or I've experienced, should I say, that vanilla adjacent people are more so conflict avoided in that way like that like the, the inner conflict of self they avoid that and right. so if kink is utilized to really fully understand yourself to dig deeper to like create more intimacy to understand parts of yourselves that may be repressed or that you're trying to work through and if you have someone who's literally like in a normie culture that avoids a lot of things it's just right. like it's just not compatible and so I, my question for you is, as a slut, because I feel like a lot of people are sluts, honestly, but as a slut with gentleman tendencies, what, it, what would be, we have a segment on the podcast called Just the Tip. Right. So what would be your tip for Black cis men particularly who are sexually active and want to do freaky, like they, they think they're a freaky slut or whatever, but for them to be more ethical like how how can you like what would be your advice for them to transition to a more ethical approach be more ethical <laughs> so this I've, like in the last few months right the, i've had this thing where i keep saying to people the question is the answer mm. see it mm-hmm. let's admit that it's not when you when you're starting it it's not mm-hmm. the, so if you've been doing a lot of lying um if you lie if your game, if your approach to, to the opposite or the, or the person, the opposite sex, if your approach is full of lies, misguided information, fucking um, omitting information, ego, fucking toxic ego, change that. It's, yes, it's difficult at first because you don't believe that you can attract these women and have sex with them without mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, be truthful. The second thing is, is this part is going to part two goes into part one. Once you're truthful with everything else, then become about living the truth. So if your boast to women is that I can that you can go long, I can fuck for a long time, then start feeding your body, your mind and your spirit in ways that facilitate that. Because once you become once you stop bullshitting yourself, it's hard to go back to it. Period. <laughs> I, I promise you. 
and, and, and for any cisgender black men or any cisgender people, anybody, I'm telling you, I was out here grinding, lying. <laughs> but I remember having a conversation with my uncle one day after I, I, I was no longer drinking and I'm no longer bullshitting. And I looked at him and I was like, man, this truthful thing is it's our, it's, it, 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 it's really nice. He was it like, is. Yeah, the sex is better. Because uh, you can mm. worry. So once I once I stopped lying, then I started being more open and truthful about myself being non-monogamous. And so it's like, well, how do I do this in the most healthiest way? Well, I'm truthful with everybody up front. And I don't let, and I don't live in a world where the words can be minced. So after that, I stopped saying mm. friends. I started saying intimates so that if I mm. met him, said, who is this? This is my, that person is my intimate, which means that we were, we also, we, we have an intimate connection on some level so that, so now that that speaks to, if at 1030 at night, you see me texting a person and I'm all giggly on the phone, this is a person's an intimate person to me. We have, we share an intimate bond. Mm-hmm. If you say to me, you're uncomfortable with that relationship. I don't say, oh, that's my friend. I can get rid of her. No, 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 no. This person has an intimate, we have an intimate connection and I will, I will adjust how I connect or relate to them for you and to make you comfortable. But I'm not going to sever that tie because it's an intimate one that's important to me. You know, mm-hmm. so once I stopped bullshitting, the next thing was I was able to communicate all the things that I do. So it, you go hand in hand, you know? So that's what I would say. Stop, stop lying. Everything else after that will become ethical, you know. So How did you find the courage to stop lying? Like, was it just the inner knowing this? You just decided, like, you were tired of your own bullshit, or like, where just, did you get that? Yes, that last part. I was tired <laughs> of all the situations that my bullshit had gotten me into when I knew the truth, especially when I knew the truth. You know, like, if I, I knew that if I would have just said, hey, this other person, I'm having sex with her. And the person I'm, you know, my my mate, I could have just said that. It would have gotten me to the, I would have been in the same situation, you know. But I realized the more, the more I started telling the truth, I started meeting women who were open to me having other relationships. So I didn't have to lie. And, and so that's what it was. it was. I just got tired of it. I got tired of bullshitting. I got tired of hiding phone numbers and finding new places to go. So I'm, if I'm dating five women, I have to go and find five different places to go and no one will run into each other. <laughs> Damn, that's and too much work. It's You can find a place that you can get it. Like, okay, it's a nice restaurant. I find it, it's a deal. The food is good. The ambiance is good. It's close to the location to other things is nice. Okay, that's good. Once you start dating another person, it's like you can't go there anymore. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody about everybody. If you... See my phone ring and I look at it and I put it down. That means that that's someone I don't want to talk to, not be, because you're here, not because I don't want you to know who I'm talking to. It's mm-hmm. just like that much easier. It just became that much easier. And then, yeah. and the benefit of that was I, when I started meeting women, I told women that I would like to have more experiences with women, like with bisexual women. I met more women who were open to that. It put me in a position where I had to improve myself, which is kind of a, a struggle at first. But okay, mm-hmm. you need to please two women, but and outside of physically pleasing them, you need to be able to maintain connections to multiple people, multiple women at the same time, good and bad. When they both in a good mood, 
you got to be able to maintain that. It's just as hard to do that when they're both in a bad mood, when they're both chippy at you. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what it was. Stop bullshitting. Be truthful. That's the biggest tip I can say because everything else after that will come. It'll just wow. get, it'll just change how life goes for you. You'll be like, well, fuck it. And then, you know, and so another part of the answer to your question was what made me do that. I also realized that not like I'm some tough guy. I'm not going to whoop my ass. They ain't going to kill me. Okay. <laughs> like, what are you scared of? <laughs> All right, what do you do? You know, like, okay. All right, I'm going to tell you. You can't be mad at me if I'm telling you the truth. And enforce it. That's the part where people get hung up on. A lot of times, it's not just the, hey, I told you the truth in the beginning. No, 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 no. I lived the truth with you. So when you were misinformed or you said a statement that wasn't all the way true, I corrected that. So that now, now we can always be clear. So if, you, if you're if you used to dating monogamous situations and you call me and I say, hey, I'm going to call you back. I'm on a date with this person. I will call you back maybe tomorrow. It's not that I can't. And I say, hey, I told you that already. It's not not a, a full shock. It's no, I told you on Saturday that I was going to be going on a date with her on Monday. But you that it's not on me that you right. forgot. Right. That, and that's mm-hmm. on you here when that happens. I've given you all the information. And so it was just that. It just became more and more of that. And it helped me. Um it helped me as far as protect my ego and not place my ego in positions where my feelings would get hurt when information mm. wasn't reciprocal or if I'm sneaking around and chances are you sneaking around, if I call you and you say something hurt my feelings, I needed a way to deal with that. How do I, how do I not get my feelings hurt by being truthful all the time? And so I don't place my, uh, so the, another motivating factor was not placing myself in a position where my feelings get hurt. And so I don't want my feelings hurt. I'm going to tell you all the things that I know that would hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. We can have a healthy conversation about this. We're going to continue on and move forward. So that would be my tip of the day. Just a tip. Wow. That was beautiful. Because I'm like, I feel like for me, finding kink and all that helped me to like have less insecurity in relationships because I was able to learn that type of transparency. Because when I first started and I wanted to be in that, I didn't, I wasn't capable. (laughs) Like I had to learn and like I had, you know, rough relationships because I was like experimenting and stuff. And now I'm at a position where like, I've dated like when it comes to cis men because I'm talking to you, you're a cis man. So I want to relate this to your demographic, but I can date multiple cis men and not have an issue. They don't even have an issue with each other. But the minute I date a man and he wants to have multiple femmes, women, Mm -hmm. it's always some bullshit. I'm like, I literally can do this. And there's not, even if I'm in a relationship with that person and like, I'm like, okay, you can like, you have lovers. Okay, cool. It's always some bullshit. And it's like, do you want to learn how to do this correctly? And do you feel a way because I'm a femme and I'm the, I, I, and I'm the person that has more experience than you in that? Can you be humble enough to even learn from me? Because I'm not opposed to dating someone who has a different, who's at a different stage of understanding because I still am understanding stuff too. But the right. difference is like the willingness to like learn from each other and have that open dialogue and always be in process with each other because no one is in the same place. I don't care how you can, it can right. be two very experienced king people and they are not in the same place. Right. So I never want to get in this mindset of like, oh, because I have more experience than somebody that I don't have any, they don't have any knowledge or wisdom to like shed to me or show me or to. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I, kink, vanilla, whatever, even in kink, like I need someone who is open to like Im- impacting each other and learning with each other, learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the term intimate. I'm going to start using that. 
because I've used romantic friends. Right. Um, but I like intimate. That's cute. <laughs> and I, like I said, I had to say that because friends, people throw friends out so willy nilly and it's like, okay, are you, but it changes with different types of friends. And I think it's unfair to be with a person and if you have a friend, if you have, if you're still connected to someone that you were sexual with and you all had a really deep, intimate bond to just say, oh no, that's my friend and kind of try to demean the situation. No, mm. person shares some very intimate situations. You have an intimate connection that doesn't go away. Friendship, friendship isn't like having a job, like, okay, you're the, you're the manager on the second shift at this place and then <laughs> quit. And now it's just, I don't need that place anymore. It's not like that. Sometimes, we, especially when you connect to someone and they are part of the changes and the revolution in your life, that, right. hey, the, the catalyst for your growth, you don't forget that. You don't, you, you just don't, un, you know, just say, I don't need that anymore. If you keep this person around, they're important to you. For me, starting off with intimate, and say, this person is my intimate, you know, and they're important to me, it gives me a chance to explain that. And it puts it in a different level because... I may do things about this person or for this person or, you know, with this person in mind that I wouldn't do with one of my friends, one of my guys, mm-hmm. I know people for a long time. I'm not going to do the things for them that I may still do with a, a, a woman that we were in a relationship maybe 20 years ago and she calls me and needs me out of the blue. I'm going to give grace and something and that my guy. Like, fam, you cannot call me at 6.30 in the morning. I'm still in my drawers, my dude. I'm still <laughs> special time for me. Do not call me and ask me about the game. This ain't that time. Mm-hmm. With who I laid with, who I um, was vulnerable with, who's vulnerable with me, has a different, I accept them in a different way in my life. And just to say that they're my, just say that they're my, just my friend is a lot different. Mm-hmm. And the bullshit makes it even worse. Yeah. And I also feel like, too, some dudes be like, oh, that's my friend. But it's like, just because you fucking them don't make them your friend. Because, like, y'all don't, even, like, men, not y'all's and you, but, like, a lot of men don't even treat, they, like, fuck buddies with respect. So it's like, this ain't your friend. Ain't your, <laughs> y'all just fucking. And ain't nothing wrong. And so, it's it's nothing wrong with that. Right. Just be trans- honest. Honest and truthful and say, no, it's me and this person are fucking. Because then that, that explains your actions around them. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. it's that stuff, man. Just knock it off. You know what I'm saying? And I think, like, too, one of those things, like, for me, I found is, like, I'm more, like, I'm more open and flexible if I'm being treated well. Like, if you're treating me, like, unjustly, and then you're talking about, oh, I had this my friend or this my intimate or whatever, that's right. when the insecurity starts. Because it's, like, it's not even about that person. It's, like, I feel a way because it's, like, you treating me weird, but you expect me to be understanding about the other things you're doing in your life. Like, so does the care for me not, is not important in your life or like, and like, then you still expect me to be open and like graceful. So I'm like, there needs to be a level of care. You have to be able to care for people in the midst of being honest right? because otherwise it's just weird. And that's the, dudes are weird, man. As a gender black man, I sit on like social media or just in different encounters and I go, and you hear stories like, man, dudes are weird as fuck. Like, fam, you for real? This is this is how you rock. And so when they ask me questions, like, for example, like, you know, I do rope. Some guys mm-hmm. like, man, tire up. What do I need to do? 
have a conversation with her. <laughs> right. Like, that's the big, like, like, what? Yeah, man, sit and talk with her. But what if she say no? Then don't tie her up. But I can't, like, no. Before you get in there, it's like, you see this coming, like, hey, dog, before you get into some fucking abusive, rapey, fucking super mm. creepy, think about what you're saying, man. Think, think about the shit you're saying. How about I just have a fucking conversation with her? Just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And see where that goes. And maybe it's not a no now, but a, a no while we're learning to get to this other part. Because, yeah. And then I find that these same men later on grow in a situation with their mate and they want to be tied up the whole time. Instead of saying, I want to introduce rope or bondage or restraint into our lives, but I don't have a comfortable way to say that to you. So my only way I can say it is on some quid pro quo, a tip for tat, I'm going to tie you up and you can tie me up. When really you want her to tie you up and you want these things to come from her, from somebody you come mm. vulnerable, but you don't know those words. You say some old creepy, goofy ass <laughs> play into it and then mm-hmm. on. And it's not what you want because you didn't speak to that. Your intentions was all jacked up. That's so real. It's the <laughs> art of communication. Like, and I and I feel like as a person who like dates across gender, it's like women particularly are actually really open and flexible with the the right type of um experience and like you know like just presenting them in a way like i found and so sometimes i'm looking at men and i'm just like don't don't get got by the normative culture knock it off man like it's it's funny to hear these little um social media mantras like uh, i'm a leader um i don't care what nobody say blah 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 right i'm alpha that's i hear that a lot lately don't get me started. That's a whole different topic. <laughs> so to hear that, but then it's, I don't want to do this, but what people think, hey man, mm-hmm. have both. You can't right. fuck what people think, but you don't want people to think bad about you. How about just cultivate a relationship within yourself that you can have with people, with, with external connections, and then just like what you like. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck you, and leave it at that, because ain't Ultimately, what what's somebody gonna do? They can't check you. What you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, in the end, live that life. But the dudes can be weird. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes can be weird. As a dude who don't date dudes, I see dudes do weird shit and be like, fam, that's some weird shit. Like, yo, <laughs> that's some rapey shit. Like, and so mm. that's something I do want to say. I see a lot of times, like on Twitter, women are like, Do men really? Yes, we do say that to our guys, like, fam, that's some creepy fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Don't mm-hmm. here you go. Like we we check our guys a lot of times, like, hey dog, that shit sound creepy. That's some weird shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Do we have those conversations where we just it's like a toxic jamboree? Yes, we do have those conversations as well. I'm just saying though, but for the most part, we say you see some shit I'm like, nah, hey dog, that's creepy. That's weird. Don't say that, you know. Well, I know I do. I say my guy, uh, don't say that. That's that's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm Good not gonna for you. Let, it's like uh but dudes are weird. And so, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so before we go, I'm just wondering where can people go to, to like get education from you or where can, how can people inquire, find you? Cause there might be some men that hear this who, you know, may want to, you know, utilize you as a mentor. 
Do you man. have a Patreon or your a website or? I'm, I'm, oh man. So I'm currently, I have a Patreon page, but there's not a lot of information. I'm waiting on my website to be built and I don't want to speak ill of the sister because she, I hired her at a time that she was starting some new things and they all took off and, and grabbed her attention. So my website is coming but right now. Social media is the best place. So Facebook, just look up Solomon Abrams. Um, it'll be a photo of me in some sort of rope one way or the other. Um, Instagram is Mr. Solomon Abrams. Uh, Twitter is urban underscore American. And I think, I think those are the most ones. And then as far as reaching out to me, I'm, I'm not big on education, but I'll have a conversation and I'll, I'll point you to a direction where I think these things are, can be beneficial. But if you approach me about learning anything, be prepared to buy books, multiple books <laughs> on a subject, like on subjects, because it helps the conversation if we have a, a, um, a common ground. So if just like with rope, if you don't know anything in rope, it makes the conversation difficult if you're asking me something about suspension, but you don't know anything with rope. But if you say, hey, Solomon, I bought some rope. I've been doing this X, Y and Z but I don't feel like things are working for me. Where can you help me at? Then I can say, hey, look at this. Do you have this book? Yeah, okay, go to page 17. That's what they're talking about that at. And then the nuances of that I can tell you about as far as body types. But you have to have a comment like, uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have a base of, for the mm -hmm. conversation. And it's a, um, yeah, yeah. You gotta have a, a kind of common ground. Great. and um. One more question. Okay. What is the thing around kink or sex or anything? What is something that you feel like you're still learning or in process with that you've been thinking about lately? Uh, so I'm still learning. Um, I'm getting older. So I have to learn ways to, to be pleased and to give pleasure that aren't as physical as they may have used to be and how to maintain my body physically. So I'm learning a lot more connection-based things. I'm learning mm -hmm. a lot. I'm eating better, working out differently. I'm learning, I'm learning how to, I'm a part of my language, I'm learning how to take my dick out of sex so that my dick can be in the sex long, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. And it's, it's changing a lot about me and how I relate to people, but that I'm learning, and then kink-wise, I'm learning fire flogging. Um, I have someone I'm, I've been doing some content with who is kind of, pushing me, urging me to learn um, electro place. So I'm learning that. And then I'm just trying to take, um, then I'm learning more about spirituality and those things as far as like, you know, crystals as it relates to rope. And I'm being taught the more and more I do rope and have these, um, more and more I do more expressive things with suspension. I'm learning about trauma and trauma response and how to relate those things. And so how, like from a um, sister demand who really cares about women and cares about my women I deal with, it's it's causing me to it's open. It's like a whole new way of looking at life and saying, okay, I have to. How am I moving in life that these things can be mitigated or reduced or just become more aware and and still have sex with a person who has some triggers, who has some um, traumas but still want to have amazing sex and still all those things. So that's, I'm kind of like slowly easing into just learning all of those things. And wow. 
I commend oh. you. I'm like, I learned so much today about, I mean, I know we mostly talked about your gentleman philosophy. I feel like this is a philosophy. Your uh, slut with gentleman tendencies. This is a philosophy to me, a framework to me. Right. Um, and so I, I learned so much, but mostly I learned like just the willingness to learn and be honest goes a really long way. And once you start there and if that's your foundation, there's so much like, it can be so fruitful. The the sex, the relationship, there's so many things that could blossom right. from like radical honesty. Right. Um, and so I, I def, I'm like, thank you. Cause like, honestly, like, honestly, honesty is a king for me. Like I like, it's just right. like, damn, you can be honest. Like that makes me want to have like more uh, fun experiences, be sexually open to someone who I know could be honest. It makes right. me feel like when it comes to like, even, um, STI prevention and things like that. Like I feel more safe that we can have honest dialogues. We're o- open and people feel safe. Cause to me, like dialogue is to me like the foundation of safe sex. And so I right. feel like this, everything you're talking about is just like having a more um, a, like in-depth, honest, like raw experience. And I'm like, okay, I feel you. <laughs> it, so. Honesty is important. And it, it, being able to communicate that honesty as well and do so in a in a healthy way and it's not I'm, let me say this to men it's not going to change overnight and every woman you encounter is not going to treat you in a way that allows your your vulnerability to blossom it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen with everybody and like coco said we're still human so she may be up with, up with some shit today but tomorrow she may react horribly but the more you stick to your you know how this thing for example, my, my lady and I were having a conversation, probably even smaller than that. She texted me one morning, just good morning. And in that moment, it was, I was upset with that because normally she texts me, good morning, Papa, or some fly shit. And I was like, I didn't like it, but I had to mm-hmm. look into my, I like it. I didn't like just a good morning because those are the text messages you get that, be, that are at the beginning of a breakup. Like right when that, that connection starts to end and it's like, Hey, I didn't like that. And, and so to let her know I didn't like that, I didn't say, I don't like that shit. I said, hold on. When you just send me good morning, it makes me feel like you're upset with me, that there's some bullshit mm-hmm. coming. I don't, and it, make, and it triggers me. Now, I, I, took a, I took responsibility and accountability for I, my feelings, not her action, but about mm-hmm. And so it, but it took me a minute to get there. The day mm-hmm. before, asked me, how I, do I communicate well or this and that? I'm like, yeah, that, you know, but that moment I had to take accountability and responsibility for my feelings and say this. And then she kind of was like, she accepted it, but it took a few days later for the lesson to sink in. And that's, that's the thing I would say, hey, because you're truthful don't mean everybody you encounter is going to be um, truthful or they're going to be received it well, but that don't mean you have to stop because everybody in the world is a cheat don't mean you got to start cheating. No, you right. gotta do still continue. And so honesty is dope because you get to do, you can't experience anything, good things without being honest with yourself. You can't do those. You can't experience anything, new experiences without being willingness to learn and open yourself up and just being comfortable with yourself. I'm, com- I'm comfortable with my masculinity, my manhood, who I am as a person because I've done all manner of things. You know, I've done a lot of things to test myself personally. I've been around mm-hmm. people who it doesn't, I don't need to be intimidated by them. That I feel that this person, it's, it's, it's a period in whatever the situation may be, but it, it doesn't diminish me as a person. I've, hey, I've, I've, I've been taught by people who, I, who were maybe technically smarter than me, 
And mm -hmm. I've been taught by people who I felt were not as smart as me. And I received it the same. The lesson, me walking away with the proper lesson was more important than my feelings being hurt because I think this person's beneath me. Well, fucking who the fuck am I to say this person's beneath me? And as it was mm -hmm. with a mate, especially in kink and sex, once you get rid of that, you're going to learn so much shit. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to, all these kinks, all these things you've been harboring, like, oh, man, I don't like my feet to be touched. Man, if you don't let this woman rub your feet, fam, or put them feet, <laughs> whatever the case may be, whatever the thing may be, like, it don't mm -hmm. matter. None of that stuff matters. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm able to so get beautiful. Thank you. I, I needed to hear that, that note of, like, of sorry all of these notifications <laughs> i'm like where they come um the note of like taking accountability for my own feelings in the midst of like intense emotion and like saying it in a way that a person can receive like where you're creating um intimacy in that in that moment of conflict and or even inner conflict mm -hmm. and like creating creating intimacy because sometimes like i just be like very direct about stuff and it's like oh, i'm not taking accountability for my sensitivities right you and know. so i really received that that lesson Thank you. And so we're going to end there. And, you know, uh, everybody, y'all can find Solomon online soon on a website. But remember, you got to come to him with the dialogue because that's the way you're going to catch him. <laughs> and having some money does not hurt my shit. Right. Showing love, showing tribute. Bread. If you want to give mm -hmm. my $50, I'm not going to lie to you. That makes, that makes life better. Yeah. Love offerings. I love them. I love them. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank it's you. always a pleasure. Always, always. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to follow Sex Kiki on Twitter at underscore Sex Kiki. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, community. Peace.